Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, is hitting the road this summer from May 31st through June 14th. We're doing part two of our U.S. live tour. Whoa. I came up with the name for this one. Yeah, it's yeah. called the Areas Tour. Very kind good. of similar. Dungeons you know? and Daddies, the Areas Tour, feet Taylor Swift. We're hitting the road again. Midwest and East Coast dates on sale. Tickets are available now. We're starting up in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're going to Milwaukee, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, Pelham, Tennessee, Atlanta, New York, Philadelphia, and Boston. Wow. More info on our website, dungeonsanddaddies.com slash live. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Shopify. You know, doing the Dungeons and Dragons podcast, there's a lot of dice rolling. There's a lot of talk, a lot of improv. There's also a lot of merch. This was something that we weren't really thinking about when we first started out. But when it came time to build out a merch shop, there was only really one place to go, which was Shopify. Shopify is basically what runs our web store. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, I remember those days, to the first real life store stage, we will never have a brick and mortar but you know a lot of people have brick and mortars a lot of people sell things at like craft fairs and farmers markets shopify's there too shopify's there to help you grow whether you're selling pottery or bespoke custom DD dice sets available at store.dungeonsanddaddies.com well, shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point of sale system wherever and whatever you're doing shopify has you covered and our zip up hoodie selection available at store.dungeonsanddaddies.com will also have you covered Shopify helps turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, which is like an AI tool they have, which can help you write better product descriptions, set up FAQs, email generation. So a little story, as you know, you know, we had our third-party fulfillment company blow up uh, at the end of last year and we're with DFTBA now. And one of the things that was great about Shopify was that the back end, the thing that handles all of the, you know, the order flow and all that stuff was very easily transferable. So from a business standpoint, the only thing that changed was where our inventory is stored and where it's shipping out from. But all the back end management has basically stayed the same. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 different countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to help support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash daddies, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash daddies, all lowercase. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash daddies. Dungeons and Daddies is a rowdy, horny, violent podcast for grownups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. The morning skies begun to stir. But which dad woke up first? Let the road trip commence, so gas up the van with compliments. Tunkle Switch. Old beans and dirty water some guy spat in for eye-opening aroma and taste. There's a portal we know where Odyssey Sun can take us home. The best part of waking up is Tunkle Switch spinning your cup. 
Welcome to Dungeons and Daddies. Occasionally a BDSM podcast, now finally a D&D podcast about four dads from our world flowing to the Forgotten Realms in the quest to rescue their lost sons. My name is Freddie Wong. I play Glenn Close, the rock and roll bard of the group. This week's Glenn fact, Glenn has his own line of custom boutique guitar pedals to get that <laughs> signature Glenn tone. And he's trademarked that with the U.S. Uh, trademark office. You can get Glenn tone. He's made 50 of them. He's sold zero of them because nobody gives a shit about Christmas guitar tone. And for you guitar nerds, it's just a TSA the way. He just rebranded a TSA the way and said that's Glenn tone. Typical. That's a real guitar nerdy one for all you guitar nerds out there. Hey, it looks like a big broken panel of glass and it's called Glenn Close's Damages. <laughs> that's good oh it's it's actually all the pedals are based off of um yeah glenn close the the famous uh, actress's career so here's everything a question from- here's something we haven't gotten into does the other glenn close exist in the world of dungeons and daddies yes 100 yeah. yeah. i think okay. so okay so you're glenn close two on imdb and you're constantly trying to change up to one <laughs> No, he doesn't, it doesn't matter about IMDb. He doesn't have any TV or film t- gigs. He's a musician, man. It doesn't matter. He has the 101 Dalmatians delay, which repeats your tone 101 times, making it a totally unusable guitar pedal. <laughs> Glenn Close has sent him many cease and desist letters about his guitar effect because she's working on her own line of guitar pedals. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, man? It would be so wild if... Our universe was exactly the same, but the only difference was that Glenn Close, the actor, didn't exist, and it was just Glenn Close. See, that's what I'm saying. I think that should be the one difference. I think that should, and it's just like sliders, where it's like whenever we try to get back home, we have to Google Glenn Close to see That's the darkest timeline, to lose National Treasure actress Glenn Close for this guy. Was she in National Treasure? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just being an idiot. I'm no, sorry. I, I'm it? just actually being an idiot because I had to actually think about it. Ooh, national treasure. <laughs> Hello, my name is Matt Arnold. I play Daryl Wilson, a stay-at-home coach dad who turns into a barbarian uh, once we enter the Forgotten Realms. I thought this fact would just go way back, just to kind of clarify, uh, you know, Daryl's upbringing. So he was a straight C student his whole life. Like <laughs> that's pretty much Daryl. Like not an idiot, but not super smart. Represent. He only got an A on one essay. And that essay was titled, Why It's Inappropriate to Fart in Class. And it was because during a European class, they asked about fine arts and he didn't know the answer. And he said more like fine farts and he farted and he got detention and was given an essay. And his dad gave him a lecture about how, you know, fine arts are inappropriate and so is art and you got to take school seriously. So Daryl worked his ass off and pulled in philosophy <laughs> and really I'll discussed like why, why it was inappropriate to ruin other people's time just for his own insecurity. And that's the proudest he's ever been. He got an A on that essay. So, yeah. Sorry. Daryl had a class called European class. No, European history. <laughs> yeah, it was European class. What did they study in European class? <laughs> That's what Daryl calls them when he goes to the bathroom. Var- various, colo- yeah. It was just, you know, colonizer school. It was just, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> you had to be able to draw the plug from memory. And it was yeah. Like, oh, yeah, 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 I, um, yeah, yeah. I hate wasting other people's time, which is why I'm on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, I'm Will Campos. I play Henry Oak, Birkenstock, rockin', crunchy, munchy, granola-eating, hippie nature druid dad. And my Henry fact for this week, picking up where Matt left off last week by uh, telling us that Daryl's favorite ice cream flavor is Rocky Road, Henry's favorite ice cream flavor is Mm -hmm. ice. 
I fuck. I literally knew it right before you said Fuck. it. Are you there's, kidding? There's no cream. It's his favorite drink Fuck. on the go. It's cold water you can God eat. Of course it. it's his favorite. Not even no. like slushy ice, though. Like slushy ice. No, just a nice ice cube. No. You suck on it during the day. It cools you off. It's the ultimate summertime okay, but treat. He's fundamentally missing one half of that thing. Like it's ice <laughs> yeah. cream. It can't just be ice. Like where's the cream? He, Sugar okay. on top? No, when he's feeling especially indulgent, he'll swish his mouth with oat milk as well. <laughs> and that's the cream. I, wow. I don't like that at all. Uh, guys, Henry's a monster. I've been trying to tell everyone from the beginning that Henry is the worst dad. And so now you all know that that's the uh, truth. Hey, I'm Beth May and I play Ron Stampler, emotionally detached stepfather and rogue. Fun fact about Ron this week. It's a fact relating directly to the last episode is that very early on, Ron dropped a piece of a cracker that he was eating in, like, between the seats of the Honda Odyssey, and <laughs> he tried to get it, like, a couple times genuinely, and then he was like, oh, well, that's just there. And um, now he's feeling a little bit guilty that he never got that crumb out before the Honda Odyssey met her untimely demise into another dimension. <laughs> I feel like there's probably a lot grosser stuff in the Honda Odyssey at this point than oh, a little sure. cracker crumb. Yeah. But Anthony treated the Honda Odyssey like a Bond girl. Like, like we we, we, <laughs> we had the sex scene and then he just frizzed her and killed her. I couldn't believe it. She's not dead. She's back on Earth. She got home. I don't know why everyone's talking like the we killed oh, the I Honda Odyssey. True. No, you had the more true. important scene than the sex scene, which was the like, I have feelings for you and this is now emotional scene, which is <laughs> nobody gets killed quicker than a Bond girl he has any positive emotions <laughs> yeah. for other than lasciviousness. This time I really care for you. The Odyssey was Ava Green. Let's walk into this bad guy base. Yep. Hey, let's go into this hotel that's sinking in Venice. You want to just hang out here? What are you doing? That whole section. Yeah. That, what if this movie had a second ending? Um, I'm Anthony Birch. I'm your daddy master. And my least favorite thing in Casino Royale is the part where Bond's playing poker and Ava Green's sitting there watching him. And for the audience's benefit, there's a guy there whose only yes. job is to be like 15 Look. million in the pot. If he doesn't get a six, something bad's going to happen. And Avery's like, OK. And it's like, you said this character was intelligent. She could just know these things. But no, just have Hooker mansplained to her by a bad guy. Well, it's great because she's no, also Felix. He's like, it's he's, Felix. Like, it's, he's like, look, Vesper, it's the tell. Like, that's my favorite part. Is yeah, that it's look. like, and then the sheep's fake ass tell where he's like, humming a humming a. And the whole movie, you're waiting for, like, oh, is the blood going to leak out of his eyes? Is that going to be his tell? And the movie's like, no, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> that would be a wild tell. I, like, literally <laughs> yeah. haven't seen this movie since 2006 or whenever it came out. So I'm. Impressed. It's great. It's a very good movie. Okay. Side note Do you guys realize that Daniel Craig has been Bond since George W. Bush was president? <laughs> Yep. He's been Bond longer than anybody else, even though he's done less movies than Moore or Connery. And he's had one and a half good movies, which is more good Bond movies than yeah. any other Bond actor. <laughs> so last time we were playing, you lost the van. You were driving back to your homes, back through the portal that Aaron directed you to. But just as you were about to go through, you felt this pull on your back and these purple tendrils were coming out of your backs and they kept you in this realm while the van continued forward at 25 miles an hour and sailed through and you shot your way out of the back of the van. You all fell and took some damage. And now you find yourselves a vanless and be surrounded by 40 orcs that have set up camp to prevent you from doing exactly what you just tried to do. And they've all turned to you. They see that you've stumbled out of the van and that you are the people they're looking for. And you hear one of the orcs say like, 
Uh, I think that's the ones we're supposed to, to get. Another one goes like, yeah, let's eat them. Um, and they start coming <laughs> towards you. What do you do? I have two questions. One as Matt playing Dungeons and Dragons and one as Daryl. The first question is how strong are orcs? Like what, what, what we like, like what we dealing with? Like Anthony's not going to just tell you that he's not going to be no, like, no, Oh, this is no, we've done so little Dungeons and Dragons over the course of 30 episodes. Like, I don't know. Like I'm playing doom eternal. Like, is it one of the little like walking zombies? <laughs> like I'm like, okay, like it's a normal guy or like, is this like real? Are we in a bad situation? I just want to kind of get a sense. We're are you in a bad situation? 40? There are 40 people and you have no car. Is this okay. a bad situation? Okay. So yes. Okay. So obviously it's supposed to be bad. That, that is the biggest sign that I failed as a dramatist. I feel like, <laughs> is this supposed to be dangerous? Am I supposed to care about this? Hey, yeah, like, this is good, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I was just going to ask what you said we took damage. So I was wondering what's happened to the kids, particularly Grant. Does he look really hurt? Grant falls down and like scrapes an elbow pretty badly and lands on it kind of weird. And you wince when you see it, but he doesn't react. He just like mm, and then gets sort of gets back up onto his knees and his shoulders a little bit more dangly than it was before. But otherwise, he's, <laughs> he's just like, shoulders a little more <laughs> It's just like dead by his side. Grant, did you dislocate your shoulder, buddy? Uh, I don't think so. It just hurts. Well, try moving it, man. He goes, okay. <laughs> and it uh, it doesn't. It goes, I'm fine. Oh, no. Oh, no, buddy. I, I think that it, you just try not to move it, all right? And I kind of stand in front of him and I guess the orcs. He tries to give you a thumbs up with that hand, but nothing happens. But how do we know that? <laughs> because, he, because he goes, I'm trying to give you the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this on TV. I can pop it back in, Grant. I can use my big, oh my strong arms to just sort of... <laughs> back into place because yeah go for it okay um oh. first i'm gonna need some leverage some sort of Ron, let's do it after we deal with all this around us yeah which are slowly encroaching on you in a big old circle like a bunch of bad guys that are about to fight jackie chan okay you know what you're right because you'll probably get more hurt during the fighting and then we'll be able to sort of recover everybody um yeah it's more efficient that way oh yes yes uh, i'm gonna suggest that i turn into the biggest bird i can think of and then we all fly away on my back Actually, no shit, we can't, because I've already, I, I did uh, Wild Shape twice in the last encounter. Also, I feel like you've been fast and loose with your scales when it comes to Wild Shape. <laughs> okay, so here's what's going to happen. As you guys have been discussing this, one of the orcs goes, bedtime buzz, and takes out an orb and throws it at the ground in front of you, and... I kick it back at him. <laughs> oh, it's soccer. We got this oh. for perfect. Kids! Roll a, a, a reflex with disadvantage. Reflex Wait, no, check. Terry! Terry would do it! Um, Terry would do it. Terry's Terry, the best striker. The star Terry, of the no. fucking striker, the team. Okay, That's so you're true. gonna you're gonna tell Terry to kick it. I go. No, I'm not gonna. I just kind of leap into action, but I feel like if Terry was gonna do it, he'd probably get off the line before I would. Okay, so Terry sees it coming and he goes, "I know what to do here," and he runs up to it and he jumps and does this beautiful Pele kick. Uh, <laughs> before the guy throws it and just sort of lands on his back. Like, and the guy like begins to go forward and before it could even leave his hand, Carrie just fucks up completely. He got a two. Um, <laughs> oh, no. And he just like fucking bodies himself on the ground. Coach Daryl, what do you think about that? I mean, it's a, it was a tough play. So that's what happens when you let stress <laughs> enter your mind, man. You got to get that stress out before you take a play like that. Orcs also just throw slower than he was used to. So what happens is the orb sails through the air and it smashes on the ground uh, next to Cherry Jr. And this big green puff of smoke explodes out from around it. So everybody except for Nick and Glenn 
will have to roll a constitution saving throw with disadvantage. Nick and Glenn get to do regular constitution saving throws. Wait a second. Daryl did once in high school smoke a joint. He also didn't know what he was doing, and it might have just been a cigarette. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to give you advantage on this. You get disadvantage. Roll with disadvantage for constitution. Freddie and Nick will roll with uh, just normally. Constitution 14. Some questionable things we're teaching our listeners here. Yeah, smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my first roll was a one. Let me see. Okay, so that's it. <laughs> so oh, you, you take the biggest in it. What happens when you critical fail on My on, second on... roll was a two. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. The one-two punch. I, I got a 19. With disadvantage? Yeah, I got 19 twice, actually. Ooh. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Henry, Henry rolled a four. <laughs> okay. So everybody that didn't get a 15 or over, so that includes Glenn, it seems, Ooh, uh, just by one. You feel awesome. Everything begin to sort of get wibbly and slow, and you, like a private detective who's been slipped a Mickey by a dame, <laughs> <laughs> you see everything begin to go black, and you start to collapse. So, Ron, you see this happening around you, including all the kids. They are getting knocked out. What do you do? Um, uh, wh- because I'm, I was one away, can I mutter something to Ron as before I go totally out? Please go do. I go, Ron, bluff them, bluff them. The last thought that goes through Henry's mind before he passes out is he thinks to himself, whoa, I really get Donnie Darko now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I have to ask an important question. Did anybody write the numbers on your arm in high school? Or is it just me? Of Donnie Darko? Oh, of Donnie Darko? Yeah. No. I Okay, that's if it makes you feel that's, any that's better. That's one of my more embarrassing high school memories is my friend Grant oh and I just wrote the number. We liked that movie so Grant, much. We wrote the numbers on Arm and Pen when we were bored. Oh, oh remember that I wrote the girl I liked in high school's name in Elvish on my book so that nobody would know I was writing her name. So I think <laughs> I win. win. You won. You beat me. Shit. You won. Holy shit, Matt. As long as we're doing this, I was legitimately scared for seven days after watching The Ring. And I... Uh, <laughs> I unplugged the TV in my bedroom. I okay, I can beat you all right now, and I'm not even sure. Like, I might like threaten Freddie at 2 a.m. like cut this out of the podcast. But I had my senior (laughs) photos. Like, I had like two nice senior photos, and then one with me in this like dumb dress. And then one of my senior photos is me with my DVD collection. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's pretty. That's that's badass. Bez lured us all in by pretending it was going to be embarrassing and then dropping the yep. hugest fucking flex of all time oh, on if, us. If you saw the picture, you would know it was fucking embarrassing. Beth, can you dig this picture up? I'm actually uh, going to clarify I that Daryl, yeah. as he's passing out, he's writing Carol's name in Elvish <laughs> in the ground. So that's now a Daryl fact. Oh, man. Okay. Bluff, bluff, bluff. Because they were looking for the horse, remember? Oh, yeah, the white horse, right? White stumpy thing. Maybe do like the Chewbacca thing. Maybe say that you're the guard and you're taking us all as prisoners. (laughs) (laughs) The old Chewbacca thing. (laughs) Wait, which one of you in At the Mountains of Dadness pretended to be knocked out? Was it Stud? Yes. That is true, yeah. 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 Or use your fame as High Ron and say that you're just on your way to a concert and you guys are interrupting a really great concert. Like, you're going to ruin a concert. Okay, okay. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm glad that you all came to the show tonight. Um, we're, as you can see, we're just practicing our choreography for the final number where I sing a song so devastating and so powerful that everybody just dies around me. And then while I'm doing that, I kind of like 
go to feel somebody's pulse like oh I hope they're not really dead <laughs> and of course like I can't actually know where the pulse is so I'm like oh they might they might be dead um, I love that you're bluffing them about the thing they did to us <laughs> <laughs> yeah roll deception with disadvantage okay. <laughs> okay damn it seven does she get a bonus because they might know who she is so then therefore would more likely believe the bluff no because they're orcs and orcs are not like they don't like fine arts yeah, they're not super willing. They're, they're much like you in that they would fart during fine arts class rather than listen. They're not checking pitchfork. They all read uh, pitch orc. <laughs> God damn. God um, damn it. So I got, oh, yeah, I don't have wow. any, I don't have any bonuses. Damn, I needed to be up for this one, boys. <laughs> so <laughs> I think like if they're thinking that they did this, I would be like, well, if this is your doing, how, how come I'm fine? I feel better than ever. I feel Ooh. ready for the show. So uh, one of them says, good point, and just swings at you. Uh. <laughs> I think I, I pretend to be asleep immediately before they even make contact. <laughs> Why don't you roll dexterity to see if you can pretend to sleep before the attack hits you? Okay. Okay, so I got 17. God, you're lucky. So with a 17... Just describe what you do, I guess. Okay, so I, I think I sense, even after I said that, that this is not going to work, so I swoon, <laughs> and it creates the perfect, like, boxing slip as they go over me with their meaty orc hand, and I'm, like, already on the ground. Perfect, because he rolled a natural 20 to attack you, Ooh. so if you had fucked up your dexterity, you would have just taken that straight in the face and taken a crit amount of damage. But instead, yeah, you just fall fake unconscious, essentially, and you hear as the orcs surround your bodies, and they go like, well, that is a lot of meat, and there's like there's nuggets. There's so much protein. <laughs> there's a lot of protein, and there's a lot of little nuggets, so that's a Oh, there's the snacks. There's the appetizers. Bro, 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 bro. Let's take them back and cook them. Yes, oh, my God. Yes, yes. Acai bowl. Um, <laughs> yes. And then they start grabbing. <laughs> <laughs> so only Ron hears this, right? We're all passed yes, out. Yes, only Ron hears this. Yeah, one of them is like, are they organic? They start grabbing all of you by the legs and just dragging you. Basically, if you want to keep your eyes closed and keep pretending to be unconscious, you can, but if you want to try to open your eyes at any point and see where you are, You'll have to make a stealth check to make sure they don't notice you. Okay, yeah. I'm going to try to check it out. So I'm going to roll. Okay, give me a stealth roll. Okay. You're a rogue. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is This is, this this is what is I'm your... supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. D&D was made for rogues opening their eyes occasionally. <laughs> 14 plus 8. So that's oh, that yeah. 20. Plus 8. Holy smokes. 22. <laughs> so the orcs drag you across the field, past the invisible portal into which the Honda Odyssey just disappeared, and then toward the mouth of a massive cave. And as you're dragged into the cave, uh, daylight slowly begins to fade away as you're taken further and further from the field that just a few moments ago represented freedom. And soon everything is dark, and the only sound you can hear is the sound of you and your friends and your family being dragged towards some unknowable, likely nefarious destination. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
Dungeons and Dads is brought to you this week by Chime. Ding dong, it's summertime. Oh, wow. It should, summer should be about I'm chilling warm. with your bros and warmth. Not financial stress, but with a Chime Secure Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so too Will do your, your opportunity. Pee-pee. Well, maybe, actually. Okay. Will Chime get my bod ready for swimsuit season? It will get your... Uh, credit score ready for loan and car or home season. <laughs> so yes. Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Here's what it's got. No annual fees, interest, or credit check to apply. Use it everywhere Visa Credit Cards are accepted. Build credit using your own money. And there's like all sorts of extra features. So for example, fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. You can overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying That's direct a, deposit. Where's Waldo uses SpotMe? True. <laughs> After Waldo sets up a qualifying direct deposit and he signed up for SpotMe, Chime will spot Waldo up to your limit when Waldo makes a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that sees Waldo's bounce if they can find him. Oh, wow. How do you think Waldo affords going to all those places? He's traveling all the time. It must cost a fortune. He's probably using Chime to build up credit to hey, take out, I guess, and, loans and, to take trips places. And here's yeah. the thing. When, when Waldo goes around, there's like 60,000 plus free-free ATMs. Waldo can go to any ATM. He could be anywhere. That's but more they than the can't top find three. him on the security. They can't find him on the security camera. Cameras. That's more than the top three national banks combined. So you can easily find an ATM near you with the Chime app. Send and receive money to Chime to pay anyone, including Waldo. Chime members are not in cash out your money fee free. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can improve your credit scores all summer long. Get started today at Chime.com slash daddies. That's Chime.com slash daddies. Chime. Bro, you know that Waldo is married because he's always hiding from the wife. Dang. Chime feels That's like who progress. You play. Yep. That's who you play and where's Waldo? You play his wife yeah, looking for him. And I'm just nagging him all the time. Poor guy's just hiding out. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Spot me eligible requirements and overdraft limits apply out network ATM withdrawal no TC advanced fees may apply terms and conditions apply go chime.com slash disclosures for details Dungeons and Dice is brought to you this week by Hymns Hymns uh, it's boner pills that's y'all that's special somebody Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you in a discreet package this week oh wow <laughs> delivered to your doorstep by Hymns uh, sick of the one size fits all method, especially when it comes to your erectile dysfunction treatment. Yes. Good news, you got options now with Hims. Hims is changing men's healthcare by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Mm. From the they spelled comfort wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh, Hims so provides access to doctor trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments. Wait, like are they chewable or are they hard? They're chewable. So are I, wait, you. Can I get a hard yeah. mint that makes my penis chewable? <laughs> Brand name treatments like Viagra or generic alternatives are up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple, 100% online. Answer a series of questions on their site, and the medical provider will determine the right treatment option. And if prescribed, your medication ships to you for free. No insurance necessary. It's not free, though. The shipping is free. The shipping is free. The medication is, you're going to still pay money, obviously. They're not just handing out boner pills at Biden's America. Pretty sick. They should do like the Red Bull ladies. Do you know what I mean? Oh, my God. I would love to be a Red Bull woman for boner pills. is getting you down here. It's time for you to join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMS.com slash daddies. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash daddies for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com slash daddies. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See the website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan.
you see the orcs dragging all of you into a very large cave that gets darker and darker until it starts getting lit just by torchlight. The further you go in, it starts to get lighter again, and you realize it's because there's a massive roaring fire pit in the center of this cave, and above that fire pit is a cage that looks big enough to hold all of you that's on a like a metal spit that can be rotated. Oh, no. <laughs> Surrounding the fire pit are a bunch of tables, there is some smaller tunnels that go to places you cannot see, but there's about three tunnels, one to the north, one to the east, and one to the west, and then there's the southward tunnel that you came in. This definitely looks like the orc cafeteria, if you will. <laughs> the mess hall. Yeah, the mess hall. And there's some orcs sitting there just eating, like, little bits of rats, and they see all these people being dragged in, and they go like, oh, sick, bro! And they're freaking out, and they're super happy, and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah! And they are going to start dragging you up and into that cage. Well, how do we get to roll for waking up or anything, Anthony? Only once you're in the cage. Okay. <laughs> once Anthony wants us to wake up. Because, because like nothing, there's no, there's been no external influence on you until yeah, you're in the no, cage we're and you start out. getting we're heated up. Okay. Unless Ron does something to wake us up. No, I think I'm just going to go with it. Good move, Ron. Yeah. yeah. So they throw you all in the cage. And they lock the cage with four rusty-looking padlocks on each corner of basically a rectangular swinging door on the front. Can I try to, like, <laughs> can I try to, like, surreptitiously, like, throw the chain part of my skip to maybe hold the door open so that it doesn't, like they would notice. Like wedge it open a little bit? Uh, sure. Give me a, a, a stealth attack. 13 plus 8, that's 21. You walked into the wrong room, motherfucker. <laughs> so you definitely wedge it between the gate door as it closes. But again, it's a big old door and the orcs are pretty strong. So the door still closes around it, but it's a little bit bent at the bottom where the chain is. Okay. And they're still locked. All four corners are yeah, locked. Yeah, all four are locked, but you basically have a little bit more leverage. So essentially, if you try to pop those locks off, I'm going to give you some bonuses for having already put some strain on it with the, uh, the chain there for leverage. As they begin to rotate the grill cage and you get sort of a jumbled around like balls in a lottery cage, <laughs> you start feeling the heat and all of you slowly are awoken by the smell of something delicious, which very quickly you realize is you. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. wait, are we? <laughs> no, I think the first thing I realized Hold was on. like, <laughs> are we being like, what do you say? Like, is that like our fats are being rendered? <laughs> like what is causing the scent of our own, like that word delicious? Are we already cooking? Is this the end of the podcast? Are you quitting? <laughs> yeah, your skin's getting a little bit burned. Just a little bit. Anthony, just because I open my oven in my kitchen doesn't mean I smell my own flesh cooking, okay? <laughs> I don't go okay. like, oh my God, it's like getting into some thyme and some herbs in there. Do you know what I mean? We yes, smell like rub, the- Okay, yeah, okay. It's a congratulations stew. It's a, now. Can Ironically, what they did now is they rubbed all of you down with their horrible orc hands and smeared you in butter and thyme and rosemary. And they mm. sprinkled salt over you. And one of the orcs was like salt bay. And then they <laughs> threw you in. And that's what you smell when you wake up. Aren't you glad you called me out on that? <laughs> I'm, just I wake trying, up. I'm just trying to establish an authentic picture for our listening audience at home who's tuning in with the theater of their mind. And I'm sure they appreciate it. Now I can smell myself as an actor. I can bring myself into the moment. Yeah. Is it a clarified butter or is it like a brown butter where they've roasted a little bit for a flavor? They did not brown the butter. They don't have the patience for that. Uh, rookie okay. mistake. Yeah. Which rookie everyone mistake. should do when you make cookies. FYI. Yes, agreed. Sounds like waking up on a Sunday, right, boys? <laughs> After a long night out, you wake up just covered in butter and rosemary and thyme and 
the whole shebang. You smell yourself cooking, and you're like, sorry, Beth. Get- what is the? Sorry, Beth. I'm on the pushback here as part of the guys. On Hi, this, this is Freddie, uh, first time caller. Hi, this is Freddie. Beth, what is the implication? Are you implying that men spend Saturday nights basting themselves in butter and herbs? Is that what you're getting? Oh, at? men are master basters, Freddie. <laughs> nice. That's good. <laughs> Hey, we're gonna die. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. right, right, right. Did they take all of our weapons and stuff like that? I uh, no, they kept them on you because they think it would be crunchy. <laughs> okay. Henry stirs awake and he goes, huh, huh, why do I smell so delicious? Oh my gosh! Holy cow, guys, we're in a bad spot here. This is like a problematic Looney Tunes cartoon. Daryl takes a little <laughs> lick and he's like, butter, thyme, rosemary. My god, somebody's gonna cook us into steaks. Delicious steaks. Grant, are you okay? Grant? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm I it tastes pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> Anthony on the Zoom is like mimicking him having a dislocated yeah. shoulder while, <laughs> while yeah, his shoulder's still flopping around. Can I try to like surreptitiously like taste somebody a little bit? Rostel. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you tasting? Who's closest to me? Terry Jr. No. Um, let's see. I'm going to taste. Um, Daryl's. Yeah. No, wait. I'm going to taste Henry. Oh, no. Ew, he's the least hygienic one. All right. He tastes the worst. Unless it's like a mold. You know how they let certain cheese mold to make it taste better? (laughs) Like, I think that's... Henry's got that going on. I got a 16. All right, uh, Henry, roll perception. (laughs) He's got that dry age taste. (laughs) Henry's got what we call a blue cheese funk to him. (laughs) Notes of funk. Henry rolled a 17. So he's a... (laughs) Ron, are you licking me? What are you doing? Sorry, um, not bad, you know? We're doing okay. Excuse me, excuse me, gentlemen, hello? Who's in charge here? I'm like up against the fence. All the orcs are chanting the name of their orc chieftain, which is, give me a second, Moz, M-O-Z, and that comes to us courtesy of Eric Harrison. His name is Moz Ominous. Um, Moz Ominous, (laughs) that's a good name. It's pretty cool. And they're like, Moz, Moz, Moz. And he goes, I have fed you. <laughs> that's, my, that's my scary voice. My real voice is like this. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like clanking their knives and their, their, their forks together. I almost said swords. No, knives and swords. They have very large yeah, swords for cutting and, and smaller yeah. knives for putting them in their mouths. Uh, Moz, can you come here for a second? <laughs> Moz, can we have a sidebar real quick? Roll persuasion. Uh, my call for a sidebar is an 11 Ooh. plus 9, which is 20. 17 minus 1. So 16. So Moz goes like, oh, I love it when my meat tries to talk its way out of becoming meat. Oh, yeah. Guys, watch this. Uh, uh, uh. And he walks over to you. He's voguing the whole time. And he goes, what do you want? Hey, Daryl Wilson. Nice. Uh, you know what? Not nice to meet you. But uh, and I would shake your hand. But uh, you guys kind of put a bunch it's of covered in butter. Pretty wet. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. Um. Hey, can you let us out of here? No. And he just starts like dancing. While they're distracting Moz, Henry leans down to Larkin Sparrow. And he says, hey, boys, remember that summer when you guys learned how to pick locks to break into all of mom and I's stuff and I told you not to? Do you guys still remember how to do that? They both have very big smiles and they go, no. Okay, I see what you're doing. Well, you know, you guys like doing super fun, mischievous stuff like that all the time. And a lot of times it's not appropriate, but now would be a really great time to do this. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand in front of you. Do you think you guys can get working on those locks on the door? Because you got tiny little hands. Maybe you can reach around and pick them. So Sparrow is like, absolutely, father. And Lark is like, it's less fun if you want us to do it. But I, I, well, I only want Sparrow to do it. Lark. Oh, well, now, now I'll show you can pick a lock. How dare, how dare you? Okay, so they'll both get two tries on um, 
I guess, what, what is the stat? There's sleight of hand. Would you call it sleight of hand? Yeah, let's do sleight of hand because they're just using their finger, their buttery fingers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to roll for both of them. So Lark, like, puts his fingers into one of them and it's just like, all right, <laughs> got it. And he, like, one of the locks just pops open. And then Sparrow, he tries to do the same and he almost gets it, but then his finger slips out and he goes, oh, and Lark goes, yes, victorious. So we got one out. One out of four of the locks is now unlocked. Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give all of you and your kids one action to try and get out of this lock. If not, then you're basically going to start taking damage. You're going to get cooked. Maz, Maz, hey, how's it going? Um, Listen, it looks like your people are hungry and you want to cook us, but we're old and tough and gamey and our meat is terrible. So I'll tell you what, if you let us out. We'll, we'll cook up a feast for you guys. We know how to, we're, we're chefs, you see, from our world. We're gourmet chefs, and we know how to, with a thing or two about grilling. And uh, if you want the best meal of your life, we'll show you how it's done in exchange for laying us out here. I pick up on what Glenn's doing. I go, wait, I slap him on the back. Glenn, they're not cooking us. No way. With this, did you taste us? We taste terrible. And plus, they're rushing the meat. There's no way they're cooking us. They're probably they're probably just dirtying us up to like throw us out for some sort of like football game or something. This ain't this ain't how you cook meat. Yeah, you're right. This isn't how you how you treat a f- uh, any kind of meat. I mean, like I can just tell right now. I've been basted in butter and it's only been what five minutes. Look at the, no way that they're this foolish. Yeah, Henry was actually delicious. <laughs> okay, so I was gonna give you advantage, but then Ron said that. So now. <laughs> One of you give me a deception with disadvantage. Freddy, with disadvantage. Yes, because they can smell that you smell really good and they're <laughs> orcs, so they're not, like, a lot of people go like, oh, they're stupid, so that means they're easy to trick. It's like, no, stupid people don't want to listen to people, so they're less likely uh, to be convinced. I whisper to Henry as, as Freddy's getting ready to roll, I go, Henry, there's a way to make yourself smell really bad. You know what to do. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I rolled a 16 and then a 10, but then a 10 plus my deception, which is six, so a total of 16. Okay, he's going to roll opposed. Ugh, that's not going to do it. Ugh. Then let me throw one thing at him. Right before, as I'm seeing his reaction to it, I click my fingers and point my finger guns at him. I'm like, come on, man, be a pal. And I'm casting Charm Person. Okay. This is an Ooh. attempt to charm. Wisdom saving throw of 14. All right, he rolls a six, so he fails your Charm Person, which means he is now charmed. So what does that mean? A charmed creature regards you as a friendly acquaintance. Spell ends in an hour, or if we do anything harmful to it or attack it. Okay, so he thinks you are friendly acquaintances. Yeah, mm-hmm. hey, bud, come Fish on. Fish are friends. <laughs> you guys are doing this wrong. <laughs> Let me show you how it's how you do it. By the way, really quick, isn't there like a Bugs Bunny cartoon where he literally does this move? I'm pretty sure there is, yes. Yeah. Like where he's like, no, this is how you cook like wabbit. And then he like gets out and like shows him how to do it. And then, yeah, well, man, I'm getting some Looney Tunes flashbacks. So with him charmed, I'll give you another go at persuading him. And this time it won't be with disadvantage. It'll just be a straight okay. roll. Because he would still eat his friend. He is an orc. That's true. That's true. You guys don't even know what kind of universe of good eating you're missing out on. You're going to just throw that away, the chance to have the most delicious meal of your life? We can give that to you, bro. Do I have inspiration? I don't. (laughs) With a persuasion, that's a three plus nine. That's 12. No, that will not. That will not do it. 
you can hear some of the orcs tittering amongst themselves. So they go, I love it when the food tries to talk its way out of being food. It's like my favorite thing. It's like, that's the appetizer. I know it is like that's the appetizer. <laughs> they're agreeing with each other. <laughs> Shit. And they're toasting with big mugs of mead that's coming out of this one barrel in the center of the dining hall. And they're all like, yeah, yeah. And they're drinking and they're toasting each other. Okay, so you're out of actions for this. Who else Shit. wants to try something? He does still think I'm friendly, though. He does still think you're a friend, but he's he'll just feel a little <laughs> bit bad while he eats you. Ron taps Glenn on the shoulder and he says, hey, do you still have that big uh, flask of any sort of liquid thing? Oh, uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it right here. So what's the worst liquid? I personally don't like unsweetened iced tea, but I'm thinking like something <laughs> that would make us very unappealing to anybody who wanted to eat us if it was covering our bodies. Point of order, you know, Ron, I love the energy. I love the idea. If we're in a big thing over a big thing of fire, couldn't we just dump water onto the fire? That's a good point. I mean, uh, now it will be a gallon of liquid and we oh, could dump. Yeah, that's not going to put the thing out. Okay, but sorry. There's eight ounces of acid in here, though. Not the LSD kind. Well, no, did we say it's the LSD kind? No, it could be acid acid. We could cut through Why not the both? with this. <laughs> I was going to suggest that we dunk ourselves in patchouli because nobody likes the smell of patchouli. <laughs> or we could put ourselves in Vaseline and then just squeeze through the bars. If you have acid, pretend to spit acid on this dude's face so it melts his face off and then ask if they've ever eaten anything like us and then explain that we're creatures. If you eat us, we're poisonous. Like we're poison frogs. Like they can't eat us. We got acid inside us. It's really dangerous to eat us. Okay, I'm out of turns, but anyone oh, else can no, take it's this. Ron's, it's Ron's. I, I think use the acid on the locks. I think that's probably the best move. So hold on, really quick, just to remind everyone, I have acid, basic poison, beer, honey, mayo, oil, vinegar, fresh water, salt water, and wine. The other one is you could poison, like we would just like smear ourselves with poison. That's probably not good. Because they'd already be trying to eat us, I guess, and we might already be dead by then. If they're at the point where they're biting into our poison-soaked flesh, we're probably screwed. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have the moral victory. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we let them eat one of the kids covered in poison. (laughs) Henry's got two kids. But I came up with the idea. No, I'm just kidding. Go go ahead, Beth. Okay, so Ron turns to Terry and says, Okay, Terry. So I saw you try to do that great bicycle kick earlier and it didn't quite work out. But um, I, I know you, you know, if they have you in the first half, you come right back in the second half. I actually haven't seen any of your games, but that's what I've been told. And so. <laughs> but you were you were there. Yeah, I was. So I didn't what see. What were you doing? Um, There were some orange slices and <laughs> I. um. I don't remember the rest. There was some orange slices and some Gatorade, and then um, I got arrested for something. Um, I So I was thinking, I'm going to pour the acid on the ball part of my skip it, and if you can just kick it right into that the, the, the chain part of the skip it where it's already weak, where the door is at its weakest, score that goal, and buddy, we'll be home free. We'll just sneak out of that door. Uh... Okay, I, I appreciate you showing the, the having the faith in me to, to do that. Yeah. Oh, right, I don't. Ahead, I just don't that. really. I don't think I could do it. So yeah, I do have faith in you, I, Terry. I, that's I, probably fair. I, I have faith in you. <laughs> why, why are you laughing like that? When you see when you said it, and I thought that's sweet, and then you did that laugh, and now I don't think it's. No, laughing is a good thing. I it, we laugh when we're happy. <laughs> it's not, I just don't like your your laugh has a nefarious quality to it. 
that I'm really, it's really hard for me to get behind. Okay, well, why not get behind this sick ball? And then I, like, <laughs> I guess I, I put the ball part of the skip it, like, right in front of Terry and then pour the, can I ask Glenn to, like, pour the acid on? You can grab the jug okay, for me, I'll, but, I'll like, grab wait, 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 you're covering the ball in acid. How is this going to work? If you, like, kicks it immediately and it hits into the... You've got the force of the kick plus the damage of the acid. Yeah. Because it's an acidy ball. As long as he kicks it before the ball melts, then it And then immediately takes his shoe it's, off. It's basic physics. And then plus the ball will probably be a little eaten and corroded, so maybe it'll be pointier and it'll, like, wedge in there more or something. Yeah. Yeah, let's give it a shot. Let's go. Um, what do I have to roll for this? <laughs> you don't have to roll anything. I guess he'll, you're basically giving your action to him in a sense. Yeah. So you pour the acid on the ball, and then Terry Jr. lines up, and he gets a, a really good kick on the ball. I, I don't know how you describe sports things. Um, <laughs> guys, we have found Anthony's weakness. <laughs> he bends it like Beckham. He does. He bends it exactly like Beckham. Uh, 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 uh. Victory with Sylvester Stallone. Those are the only two soccer movies I know. <laughs> so he kicks it and it hits the gate and bounces right back at him and he kicks it again and it bounces back at him and he kicks it again and it snaps off two of the bottom locks because it has been weakened so much by that chain. So there's only one yeah. lock remaining. Do the orcs notice what we're doing? They do. Oh, look at that. They're trying to get away. Yay. It's more fun because if they get to run, then the adrenaline gets pumping and it tastes a little bit sweeter. It's like a little sweet with the savory. That's what you need. That's why I always put salt in my ice cream. Ron is yelling, go. <laughs> right. So who hasn't taken an action yet? Is it just Daryl? Yeah, Daryl. So. Right, you're the like, last guy. It seems like we're pointing to just straight up. I guess we're just going to combat this shit. We tried everything. So, um, I mean, they didn't, you didn't say they took any of our, so we have all of our stuff. Yep. All right. Well, um, all right. I look at everybody and I say, everybody get ready because we're about to crack this baby open. And I take my axe and I swing my axe at the last lock. Okay. Give me an attack roll. That is uh, 17 because it's plus six. So, yeah, 11 plus six. You snap the lock off with a single cleave of your axe. I'm basically going to roll a D6 now to see what position the cage was in when you did that, because the door is just going to swing open. Okay, so you rolled a six. So it's basically on top of you. So you all have an action to get ready to see what you want to do by the time it gets to its side and you could like jump out of it. Can I get a clarification? I'm having a hard time visualizing. So we're in a cage hanging over fire. Imagine you're in a D6, right? It's rotating. Yeah, and it's rotating. And the door was on the six face and the six face is facing completely upward. Oh, so the whole time this has been going on, we've been walking like gerbils kind of just like. Exactly. You've been fucking the guy in (laughs) 2001 A Space Odyssey. (laughs) Okay, okay. So there's basically one edge of the spit that is only about five feet away from the lip of the fire pit. And they were just throwing each of you into the cage individually from that lip of the fire pit. So there is definitely a way for you to just jump out to safety if you can make a five-foot jump. Okay. Okay. Shit, now I'm like, should we... I mean, you don't want to throw the kids out first, but you don't want to leave the kids in here, right? How big is the fire? It's a big old roaring fire, right? Yeah, it's basically the size of a small swimming pool. Jeez. Oh, how shit, big is that's the, wait, wait, huge. How big is the small swimming pool? You're talking about like a kiddie pool? Like an outdoor no, pool? No, I'm talking about like 30 feet by 30 feet. A 30 foot by 30 foot fire, Anthony? Yeah, it's a big ass pit fire you made by orcs. There are 40 of them. They all yeah. do this as their entertainment. I told you like illuminated. Is I'm, this room completely covered in smoke? Like how high is the ceiling of this cave? Pretty high. <laughs> it's ventilated. And there's a vent. So I have a move. I'm going to cast pyrotechnics. So... 
There's a couple things here. I realize I've been doing it wrong in the past, so from now on, I'm doing it right. Choose an area of non-magical flame that you can see and that fits within a five-foot cube within that range. So I'm going to take a five-foot cubic section of the fire beneath us. Nice. Okay. I can extinguish the fire in that area, and I create either fireworks or smoke when I do. Ooh. So this is me reaching into, like, my coat of, like... My coat of many vapes? <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's what it is. I'm throwing the battery of my vape, a lipo battery, which once you throw... You know how they say, don't dispose of those in fires, right? Because otherwise, they'll cause a significant amount of smoke and all that shit. Only in the fires of Mount Doom can this vape be unmade. <laughs> it's quite cool. It's quite cool. <laughs> smoke this vape, Frodo. <laughs> I'll do smoke because we're above all of this, right? Yeah. Smoke will be thick black smoke spreads out in a 20-foot radius moving around corners. I think you mean a billowy cotton cloud, Freddy. I think yeah, you- yeah, yeah, yeah. Does this make it harder to see the lip of the pit that we have to jump to? I feel like we're above it. We knew where we got thrown into, and this is below us. We're above the fire, right? Yeah. How high above the fire are we? The lip itself is like more or less flush. Like the fire going straight down is like 20 feet. Like it's yeah, pretty. Yeah. We're 20 feet above it. All right. So that yeah. is, uh, that just happens, my man. That's a, okay, that's cool. A, I've done that. That's my move. So yeah, nobody's in the smoke because they're all at the outside of the fire pit. So it doesn't affect anybody yet, but it's definitely going to prevent them from doing any range attacks on you with, I mean, they, if they did, they would have significant disadvantage. Okay. Everybody. I think when this thing turns around towards the lip, we all got to jump for it. Grant, grab onto my back and I kind of get down so he can piggyback. All right, Terry, can I hop on your back, please? <laughs> Terry's like, Terry is Jesus bigger. Christ. Yeah, okay. So you hop on the Terry's back. Wait, why do you actually? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's bigger than this I is am. Very, look like, at his face like this is not the first time this has happened. <laughs> Grant tries to like, he flops his left arm over your shoulder and then grabs you with his right shoulder, like putting your neck around the, in the crook of his elbow. Yep. I want to clarify that Ron is taking whatever remains of the skip it with him. Okay, it's definitely going to be way less useful now because yeah. it's been crushed and acid down. Yeah. <laughs> I trust Nick to make this jump on his own. Okay. Anthony, I'd like to do something weird. Can I do something weird, please, Dan? On this <laughs> podcast, surely you jest. <laughs> I'm going to cast Entangle right beneath the ledge so that a bunch of tangly weeds sprout out of the side wall of the fire pit. And if anyone misses, my hope is that the entangle will grab them. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Spider-Man kind of move. So I cast entangle and I say, shoot for the ledge. And if you miss, you'll land among the weeds. <laughs> okay, cool. Aw. Are they flammable? Yeah. You look at them. The second you make them, they already are starting to catch fire, but they're, they're maintaining a little bit of their... Their tension. This uh, is even so, so much so. worse. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the second that the jump becomes a viable possibility, before the thought has even crossed your mind, like, hey, maybe I should jump, you already see Peyton leaping out of the cage going, hero time, baby. <laughs> and he jumps through the air, and I'm going to oh, roll dexterity for him. And he got a 19. So he's fine. Oh. He lands perfectly, and then he just turns around. <laughs> like He turns just with his head around, uh, back to you, like his body stays where it is, and he goes, Payton style. And it's like, <laughs> it's a weirdly feminine pose, but it still kind of works for him. Uh, is so now, this, no, I do it. Is this the first physical feat that Payton has actually succeeded in on the podcast? <laughs> I think you're uh, right. Well, I mean, I he successfully sliced at Glenn's tendons to get his hiccups true. gone, and that's it did true. get Freddie's hiccups gone. That's true. It did work on that. Two on the board for Peyton. So yeah, uh, everybody <laughs> that wants to jump with one of their kids, give me a, a dexterity roll. Well, my kid is jumping with me. Oh yeah. Okay, Terry will d- roll dexterity with you. 
This is great. I'll just give Anthony all of my rolls. <laughs> Ooh, you don't want to do that anymore because he got a natural one. Oh, oh my God. Oh no. oh, no. Can I try to like reach out to like grab? No, the- you gave me the roll, motherfucker. You got to oh, reap the consequences. And I can't react to it? No. Well, you have to react to what he says. I feel like it winds up being like, do you know when Mario, when Mario's riding Yoshi and then you kick <laughs> off of Yoshi to land on the ledge? I feel like Ron accidentally kicks Terry down and jumps up. <laughs> That's actually great. So yeah, Ron, you get to make your own role separate from Terry. This is so sad. I've done so much work with him. <laughs> I've built up so much trust. <laughs> what am I rolling... Dexterity. Dexterity. Or acrobatics, actually. Acrobatics. Oh, that's better. Okay, so I got a 14. You jump out and you grab onto the ledge with your arms. You haven't pulled yourself all the way up yet, but you're stable. And the reason that you managed to get that much height is because you kicked with your legs and just <laughs> exactly like Mario and Yoshi, as Will described, he just went poof, straight down. Into the <gasps> net, though, right? Because of the smoke, you can't see what happens to him. It's like... Uh, uh, Wait, he's uh, all the way down there. He's just falling. It's like the end of Indiana Jones' Last Crusade when Elsa's going for the grail, and she's just like, wah, and goes into the fucking dry ice fog. It's like he falls for a second, and all of a sudden, he just vanishes. So oh my everybody God. else, give me your rolls. Okay, I rolled a 12. Much like uh, Ron, you grab onto the lip, but uh, you haven't fully pulled yourself up yet. And immediately, Grant starts trying to climb over you to get the weight off of your back and pull you up with his one good arm. Great. Uh, everybody else. If I want to throw my beautiful boys, is that a strength <laughs> or a dexterity? That is a strength. Oh, shit. I'm not as strong as I am dexterous. Damn it. How far is it? It's like a five-foot jump, right? Yeah, it's not okay. that bad. I'm going to let them jump on their own, and then I'm going to jump for my entangled mesh of vines to see if I can uh, see Nick. Okay, so... Or not Nick, if I can see Terry. Because you're jumping to your vines, you'll get to do your dexterity with advantage. Okay, great. So they will roll individually. So Lark jumps for it, and he grabs onto the ledge, and then Sparrow leaps beautifully like the bird for which he is named, known for its leaping. And, uh, <laughs> and good save, Anthony, no one will know. Lands with both of his feet on the top of the lip, and then immediately reaches down and grabs Lark and begins to pull him up. So what happened oh. with your jump? It would be brutal if one of them landed on the other one's hands. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a um, full-on Lion King Mufasa moment? Yeah, or like the good son, where he's like, if I let you oh go, no. would you fly? I jump, and I got a 17, so I basically stick into... I'm aiming for, like, the bottom of my sticky mess of what <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. I dive into my own thick, sticky mess. <laughs> uh, okay, so you successfully land on your horrible, sticky mess, but the weight of a full-ass adult hitting it means that you only have one more thing that you can do before it completely burns and collapses underneath you. Can he see Terry Jr.? So Terry is... Terry's dead. <laughs> yeah, you just see his body. Y'all remember Terminator 2? Oh, my God. Um, so, no, so you see Terry Jr. is barely holding on to a glob of burned fat that is on the side of the pit, yeah. and his shoes are oh beginning God. to melt. Ugh. Nick is going to make his roll. Actually, Glenn, why don't you make your roll first? So I rolled a nat 20, baby. Nice. <laughs> okay, so you describe what happens when you jump. <laughs> well, here's a question, because I'm going to let Nick go first. So if he fucks up his roll, I'm, that's going to affect how... Oh, then your 20 will like, yeah, probably yeah, get... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how about Nick goes first? Okay, so Nick goes first, and he whiffs it completely. He just trips and just falls. But with your 20, you basically have time to save him whatever way you wish. So I'm going to whip out my sick chucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to flourish, but I am going to use it as a grip extender. The way I see it is this. 
With the natural 20, I make it across effortlessly. I blade pose, you know, the usual. But <laughs> I notice that Nick isn't there. So I quickly, in one smooth motion, whip around, pull out the chucks, and reach them out for him to grab. Okay. And to pull and him yeah, up. He grabs onto him. And now he's dangling, and you've got him. Uh, but but he is dangling. So is that everybody? Has everybody gone? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm part um, tiefling or whatever. So I have dark vision, and which I've never used <laughs> before. But um, I'm wondering. Ron is part tiefling. I'm wondering if I can do like a sort of goofy movie perfect cast scenario where I like give my fishing lure to send the, the fishing lure down to Terry Junior and try to pull him up. But you've just got the lure, right? You don't have a, a rod. Oh, yeah. We've got a Ron, though. <laughs> you have your skip it, don't you? Yeah, but it's like, it's not long enough. And it's covered in acid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Um, so all the orcs see like, oh, cool, they got out. That means we get to do the old stab and shove where we cut them up with our knives and throw them back in the... Uh, and as you hear them beginning to say that, they all start to double over slowly. Uh-oh. And they go... Uh, and they're looking at their mugs and at the barrel and they go and they start vomiting blood and falling over themselves and it's just the sea of orcs just vomiting in each other's faces and slipping in the vomit and all that kind of stuff is just surrounding you and they're so focused on that that they can't attack you so you get basically one more action trying to deal with your kids is this happening to Maz also uh yeah it is so everybody i can't see anybody who's not throwing up blood right no every single orc is vomiting cool well all right we won yeah, <laughs> we did it. We, there's okay. still a kid roasting alive yeah, at the yeah, bottom know, of this pit. Know, know. Are we going turn order or anything? I have an idea. You can go whatever order you like. I am going to, uh, how far am I from Nick? I'm from, not Nick. How am I far from my, what? I, okay, no, I'm, I'm establishing, I've done it twice now. Henry thinks that Terry's name is Nick and that Nick's name is Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Classic dad. Okay, so how far is Terry from Henry? He's about 10 feet down. Henry goes, Nick! reach out for my hands. And so then here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick my feet into the entangled web and then fall backwards so that my hands are dangling down. Like now, you know, a five foot jump from Terry. I'm now I'm just going to be even harder to remember what their names are. And so basically what I'm trying to do is I cast jump, which is if I touch someone, they can jump super high. So what I want to do is like, do a double high five to Terry so that he can slap oh, wow. my hands and then jump up over the top of the pit. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. So he's going to roll to basically do an Obi-Wan from the Phantom Menace. I was, like, was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. over, Terry. Perfect. I have the high ground. <laughs> Perfect. So he gets a 15. So he dexterously with you and McGregorian skill. <laughs> Don't say that. Then I'll be like, upward. my son's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> hurls himself upward, slaps your hand with his, and all of a sudden goes like, oh, okay. And like just presses down with both of his legs. And how far is it allowing him to jump? Um, good question. Let's look that up. Hey guys, hope you're all enjoying the podcast while we look this up. <laughs> His jump distance is tripled until the spell ends. Oh Jesus. Okay. So, uh, he's got some pretty good legs on him. So he immediately just plants his feet in the side of the pit and jumps upward and dexterously lands on the lip and comes to a staying position and then turns and looks at Ron with, a venom that is unfortunately familiar, but you had recently uh, thought yourself immune to. Uh, but uh, because I said you only get one more action before those vines break under your feet and burn, uh-oh. they just break and you're now you're sliding down now, the edge of this the, is where, the This pit. is where Nick dangling, I'm going to say, Nick, try and grab onto Mr. Oak. 
Okay, so you can Nick call is me Henry if you want. I wasn't trying to be a dick about that earlier. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta just go with what like weird old people want. Sometimes Nick, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Nick goes, grab my hand, old guy, and he reaches out. And, grab my uh, hand, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> he reaches out and he grabs you, and the weight of two people pulling on Glenn. That cause, so give me a strength check. Matt, this is where you could, you, I could Ooh, use some help from you, my man. Daryl's going to have to do a Christian Bale Dark Knight bicep curl. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> strength, just an eight. Ooh, okay, so you start to tumble over as well. Like, you fall onto your stomach, and you're starting to get pulled into the fire as well from the weight of these two people holding onto each other. While Glenn is falling, I think I reach, because I'm still on the lip, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. So I got like one hand on the lip and then like I reach out with my other hand and I grab him. Okay, give me a strength check with disadvantage. Are you wait, actually who are you grabbing for? I'm grabbing Glenn because Glenn's falling, right? Right. And then Glenn's attached to they're all attached together at this point, correct? Yes. And if you're going to do it with one hand, that's a strength check with disadvantage. Yes, yes. But I'm going to obviously I'm in great pain. So I'm entering rage. Okay. I got one more of that before I can do it four times before a long rest. So. I got plenty. It's, it's called the refractory period. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I gain advantage on strength checks. Okay. So the disadvantage cancels out the advantage. So you just roll a straight strength okay. check. Okay. Here we go. Come on, Matt. We need you on this one. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got a two. Oh. <laughs> Plus a six. So that's an eight. Yeah, that ain't what to do with my man. So you reach out to grab him and it's just too many goddamn people and you let go with the other hand. It's too much and your, your grip, you lose your grip with the other hand and you start to fall too. It's all up to Ron. Okay. Um, uh, Ron, Ron just reach out and hold us all. You just hold us all. Yeah. Oh, damn. I scream, Ron, take care of my kids as I'm falling. <laughs> Ron, propelled by the fear of ever doing that, um, whips out one of his thick-ass uh, razor-sharp business cards. And who's at the very bottom? Uh, Henry is. Let's see. I'm so curious. It's I'm desperate to see what this is. Who's down there? It's Henry, and then Nick, and then Glenn, and then you. Okay. I'm going to try to stab i'm gonna try to stab uh daryl through the hand like to like to like latch him to the rock like a fucking carabiner (laughs) or a you're gonna try to Uh, pin him (laughs) wait with a business card yeah they're weapons it doesn't have come to a point like it's they're sharp on the end you would just like cut his hand Okay, then through his... You have a dagger, though, though, right? You got a dagger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. You're a rogue. You got a dagger. Okay, so I take my dagger, and then I stab it through Daryl's hand into the rock to hold them at least temporarily before, like, we can help them back up. Okay, roll an attack. You're going to want to aim for his forearm, probably. Since I know some crucifixion. So there was no way they crucified Christ. Yeah, Yeah. they wouldn't crucify Christ in the palm because then you just rip up. You want to do it at the wrist where there's a meeting point of the, so there's like a, there's like a good hook right here. We're recording like on Good Friday, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Check back in a couple days. See See if we make it. Okay. So rolling an attack. Does this happen to constitute a, like a sneak attack? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 Anthony, I mean, Anthony, I would posit that Daryl is not expecting Yeah, nobody's this. really <laughs> expecting me to do this. To be fair, I did scream. I was looking at you and said, take care of my boy as I was falling. Yeah, there's a difference between are you expecting it and are you literally <laughs> looking at the person who's doing it? Okay. To be fair, though, Beth, I think sneak attack is just damage, not... I don't think it adds to your Yeah, attack it would only point. just rip up more of his veins. <laughs> God. Okay, I'm going to roll. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I got a 17 plus plus two. Is this the same hand that got ripped off by the library? I'm just going to do it canonically with because I was miming it for everybody on camera, so my left hand was holding me up. So my right, you're going to stab my left hand. So with a 19, you successfully stab through the meat of Daryl's wrist. So Daryl, take a, well, what is the damage on that weapon? <laughs> 1d6 plus 2. Oh, sh- uh, okay. So go ahead and roll a d6 and then add 2 to it. I have resistance to piercing. It is definitely piercing, so it only does half damage, whatever you get. So it's not going to be that bad. That is 1 plus 2. So you only take 2 damage. From the surgical precision of the knife stab. Does it stop us? Stop us from falling? It stops you from falling, but you can definitely feel it like beginning to like. Oh, so I feel like I feel like at first because there's so little damage, like I've already closed my eyes and like I'm just praying as I'm falling. And and then I suddenly realize like I feel my right arm tug. And then I feel my left arm tug. I'm like, what? And then I kind of open my eyes. I'm like, huh, that doesn't hurt at all. What what happened? And then I look at me and go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I see that there's a dagger stuck through my wrist into the wall. And then I look yeah. down at, am I holding on to Glenn? And I'm like screaming. I'm like, guys, grab onto something. Pull yourself up. Can I like grab on to over the ledge and just like run, yeah, run, yeah. run. Grab his other hand and then stab that one. <laughs> I only have one knife, I think. My other hand is way out of reach. <laughs> oh, that's right, because you're holding onto the kids. That's right. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have all the surviving. So yeah, you can lean over and grab onto his hand. Like a scar Mufasa. Pressure. <laughs> Tableau. <laughs> yeah, you can reach over and grab her. And then now Terry and the twins and Peyton are going to also each individually try to roll strength to see if they can pull you up. Okay, so all of them are insanely weak. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. They're soccer players, not football players. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If they needed to, like, kick you down, it would be a different story. But they all try to pull, and it's just not quite doing it. And you can see as the tension of the people pulling down on your body, Daryl, the knife is beginning to, like, wiggle free of the rock because it's not designed to go into rock or whatever. And it wiggles, and then... It wrenches free, and for a horrible second, you feel completely weightless. You feel like you were going to fall. Mm -hmm. And even the strength of Ron and all the kids is not supporting you. And you fall for a couple of inches, and then all of a sudden you dead stop. And Ron, if you look behind you, you can see that the kids are holding on to you. And then behind the kids, there's this like green length of something that is wrapped around the stomachs of Lark and Sparrow, and its other end is wrapped around a pillar of the cave. And you can see at the other end, the end that's wrapped around the pillar, you see the face of Chekhov's snake. <gasps> and it begins to coil inward. Oh, my God. Snake we rescued from Boreanus' dungeon. And pull you guys upward. And it's, it's just enough to stabilize you so that everybody else gets another strength attempt to try to climb their way up this ladder of, of dudes. So who's at the bottom right now? Henry. All right. So, Henry, you, you can try to climb up. For a second, I thought it was going to be like, <laughs> this shows you how much I missed this. I thought it was going to be my dad, but I'm more excited than it was going to be Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a two. 
Okay. <laughs> Actually, wait, 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 what am I doing? Baby. What am I doing? What am I doing? Okay, Henry's going to cast jump on himself and jump out of the pit. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, all right, so I do that. Cool, that doesn't take a spell slot? Jump is a first level spell, so I can cast it as many times as I want. Not as many times as I want, but I have four level one spell slots, so I've cast two level one spells now. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so yeah. You managed to jump out, so now... Wait, and then as I'm doing that on the... Well, actually, everyone else is getting a string. I was going to be like, I could slap, like, two more. I guess it's only one action. Just spank oh, a couple get... people yeah, on the way yeah, You can't, you can't. <laughs> spank some butts on the way up. Can I, yes, can I please? Can I please just slap three asses on my... Well, I don't want to slap a kid's butt, though, so probably not. I'll pe- and you can okay. only cast one spell. Only one of us. I can't say no to the image of you going upward and going do 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 and like slapping all the asses in a line. Yeah. All right, so basically, I'm gonna just burn through all my first level spell slots then, and I'm gonna. But you can't cast four spells. Yeah, in you've a already row. done. Yeah. Okay. All but right. You can, slap, you can slap everybody's butt. Just not everybody will yeah, get. Yeah, you can just still slap butts and give everyone like a good, <laughs> yeah. you know, morale boost. Yeah. <laughs> Just because, hey, Will, during soccer games, when they slap butts, they don't actually get a boost. It's a morale boost. That's why they do it. So, wait, are we saying that I jump and slap butts on my way up? Or (laughs) what are we? Okay. That's what you said. I mean, it's up to you. Yeah, it's not going to give them jump ability. Good game, good game, good game. As I launch up, first I fly past Nick. And I give Nick a pat on the back because not slapping a kid on the butt. And I say, good game, Nick. And then I slap Daryl on the butt. And I slap Glenn on the butt. And I say, good game, good game. And then I flip in the air and stick my landing. Perfect. Okay, now Nick's going to try to climb up. He's not going to jump after the... Oh, you're saying I'm not casting. No, you're spell. not casting. You just slap so wait, three butts for no reason. slapping their butts for no reason. <laughs> Apparently. Not, not no for reason. no reason. Daryl nodded and was like, hell yeah, coach. Like, yeah. So it's like, get back in the game. They get advantage like on their next, on the next roll. strength rolls, right, Anthony? <laughs> yeah, you'll get a plus one on your roll to climb up because <laughs> of the right. morale that you have. Yes, good hustle. Which means that with that, with the plus one, uh, Nick got a six. So he's still, he's just not strong enough to pull himself up. So Glenn? So I'm going to use, instead of pulling myself up, I'm going to try and pull Nick up. You see what I'm saying? Because I can't. And then I'm going to also say, like, Nick, like, use the knife to, like, give yourself some leverage. You know what I mean? Like, in, like, those, what was that one movie? Vertical Limit? (laughs) I love Vertical Limit is a masterpiece. Easy. Oh, boy. Looks like the uh, close boys need to spend a little more time in the gym. That's a three plus zero. So three strength. See, you try to pull him up, but you can't even manage to do that. You're just like, Ugh, so you're still kind of stuck. Daryl? Uh, what does Nick do? Nick is trying to reach himself up. They're just both literally too weak to do anything, so they're still dangling okay. from... So what I want to do is essentially, I want to, with my right hand, which is holding on to Glenn, like I want to like bicep curl them up. Yeah. And then with my left hand, I'm trying to... I guess I'm like using my feet to try to prop myself up. I'm trying to get my left hand elbow onto the lip, is what I'm trying to do. Okay. You also have license to, like, remove the knife from your left hand just by force of, like, pulling back on your left hand if that's too inconvenient for the logistics What of I it. do is I Mad Max it, Fury Road it. I, like, slam my wrist up against the wall so the knife comes popping out. Um, cool. Yeah. And I go, Ugh! and I slam it against the wall, and then I kind of reach up to the lip, and I try to bicep curl them up. Okay. Uh, so just roll strength. Yeah, I think because everybody is holding on to you on the other end, it undoes the disadvantage you get. So I feel like you just get your normal advantage. Okay, so I have advantage because I have advantage for rage. Yes. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Come on, Matt. My first one is a five. Okay. Oof. No, don't want that one. Want a better one. My second one. one is a 19 plus six. Hey! So 25. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Fucking awesome. So what do you do? Describe it. I, I slam my wrist and the knife goes flying out. And as the knife goes flying out, I also like kick it with my foot, like a football move. And I kick it over the lip. And I'm assuming Grant like grabs it in midair. He's like, thanks for the knife, dad. And then I, <laughs> he, 
And no, he I does put, not do that. None of that happens. <laughs> Fever what, dream is I imagine that in my head, and that gives me the motivation to <laughs> kind of like kick off the wall and I get my elbow up over the lip, and then I just straight up bicep curl Glenn. And then as his face reaches my face, I go, grab onto the ledge, buddy. And then I just keep pulling him up. And I'm assuming Glenn grabs onto the ledge. And then I start, like, pushing them one by one with my free hand. And then once they're all over the lip, I uh, climb myself over. All right. So as you do that, you hear the sound of, like, stretching. Uh, actually, no, you, you don't hear it because you're, as, as you're curling, everybody, everybody's screaming and stuff like that. But there's this mm-hmm. faint, like, stretching, breaking, snapping, ripping noise. And once all of you are finally up on the lip, you see Chickoff Snake uncurl itself with a sigh of relief. And it is far longer than it was the first time you <gasps> saw it. And it's been like stretched thin and it's, it's, there's like tears in it and stuff. Aww. And it's kind of bleeding and its fangs are dripping green slime. And you can see a trail of the slime leading from where it currently is up to the big mead grog barrel Aww. that was in the, uh, in the room. He- he, like, poisoned it for us. Henry sees the snake and goes, whoa, a giant snake we've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> I run over to the snake. I go, but, buddy, are you, are you okay? And he goes, <laughs> and goes limp in your hands. Oh. Whoa. Oh, no. Snake? Snake? <laughs> snake! <laughs> <laughs> Dungeons and Daddies is Matt Arnold as Daryl Wilson, Anthony Birch as RDM, Will Campos as Henry Oak, Beth May as Ron Stampler, and myself, Freddie Wong, as Glenn Close. Theme song and outro is a ditty called All Right by Maxton Waller. Thanks to Eric Harrison this week for submitting a name we used in this episode. Eric gets to do that because he is a Patreon supporter. You know the kinds of people that make stuff like this show happen? Oh, you don't know any? Well, let me introduce you to Bill Krause, Roe Rovito, James Otter, Ken Jungfist, Marianne Dearborn, Chris Hammerberg, Doug Den. Mike Haranda, Devante Vincent Sample, and Bolt. Consider supporting us on Patreon, where you can get bonus content, perks, and now an ad-free feed of the episode starting at just five bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash dungeonsanddads and have a look at what we have on offer. See if anything tickles your fancy. Patrons also get early access to merch, which we're gearing up to finally get some sick t-shirts and new pins out there by the end of this week. We have a vintage Chuck E. Cheese looking shirt that says Bull E. Wugs, Stampler hoodies, a whole bunch more. If you're a patron, you already know. Keep an eye out for those. And for the rest of you, more merch is coming in the next couple of weeks. That's going to be on our site, dungeonsanddaddies.com. You can find us at twitter.com slash dungeonsanddads, bit.ly slash dungeondads for our Facebook group, and r slash dungeonsanddaddies for our subreddit. If you want to send us something, by the way, you can do that. We have a P.O. Box now. That's going to be P.O. Box 90853 on 9029 Airport Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, 90009. I'm going to write that out in the description in case you didn't get that the first time. Next episode, May 12th. And finally, just a quick note from the dads over here to all of you. 
we've been getting a lot of really touching messages from folks out there these past few weeks from healthcare workers to folks going through a tough time. Let me just take a quick moment to say that we are all over here moved beyond words and we're very happy that this silly show can be a source of joy and laughter for you. So thank you all for listening. And don't worry, we take the business of being bad dads very seriously. We're going to be right here slinging dice and misplaying D&D and making Anthony's life a living hell no matter what. So uh, stick right along here with us, won't you? We'll see you all May 12. Thanks for listening. There was a time when you could read between the lines. You know they never brought you down. Never brought you down. But do you want to know how you can ruin that movie, Casino Royale, for yourself forever? Oh, no. Yeah, go ahead is the observation that Eva Green does not look at one of his eyes at any given time. She is constantly looking at both eyes on every one of her shots. If it's Once you see it, you cannot unsee what? the ping-ponging eye. Like, watch Casino Royale. Oh, and so just she watch goes from scenes. one of his eyes to she the other eye. She will go from eye to eye just constantly, and the whole time she's like, huh! Because she's searching well, his soul. It's yeah. called acting, Freddie. Yeah, yeah, and that's like God. that's something that happens if you get close enough to a person that it kind of happens naturally. Um, Hugh Jackman does that a lot, which I noticed because I'm like, that's so dreamy. Dungeons Dice is brought to you this week by Greenlight. Go! As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. Uh, for example, they talk. You they, can order them around. They do chores. They do chores. Oh, wow. However... Other things don't. They understand the implications of the capitalist uh, society that we mm. live in. So having those conversations can be tough and complicated. Fact Thank is, God for those picture books. <laughs> the fact is kids won't really know how to manage their money until they're actually managing their own money. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight's a debit card money. No, app. they're going to learn the way I learned by getting my ass beat in fucking Monopoly by my parents. Oh, that's true. You know I mean? like, that's get good. True. You're like, I remember you get that little, little plastic, the other fucking little dollars. You're like, I got $7,000. And then you're, made, you're uh, ruined. I made Jimmy quit Monopoly once because... I kept hiding my hundreds under the board and then I was like he was like I got you your bankrupt and I was like you mean these <laughs> thousands of dollars I had squirreled away Greenlight is a debit card money app made for families parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on kids spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills with the Greenlight app kids learn how to save invest and spend wisely thanks to games that teach money skills in a fun, accessible way. Greenlight app also includes a chores feature where you can set up one-time or recurring chores, customize your family's needs, and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Could you imagine setting it up and being like, to set your tip for your kid's lawn mowing, and then your kid has to be like, all right, I'll tip you another 15% like they're an Uber driver or something like that? That's I, You know what? Here's what I want is because like my kid's reward for their chores is going to be just some homespun wisdom for me. Oh, God. You wow. know, the chore is its oh, own reward. Text, so like maybe message. like, can they get, message. can I send them through uh, green light, like one of those quotes, like you get when you die in Call of Duty, and it's like honor is the value of hard work or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It could, it could work. It could work. I'm gonna carry a tip screen around like for everything. I'm gonna be like, it's just gonna ask you a quick question. It's a quick question. Like, oh, sorry, Will Junior. I have a son. His name is not Will Junior. Um, it's like it's like you. I would have tipped you, but you didn't discreetly look away yeah. while you held up the tip yeah. screen to yeah. me. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on green light. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families to navigate life together. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash dungeons. That's greenlight.com slash dungeons to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash dungeons. Go. Dungeons and Daddies is brought to you this week by MeUndies. My undies. No, the company MeUndies. Duh. Oh. It's summertime and your balls are sweaty. We all know it. Your, Knees your weak, gr- arms are heavy. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's sweat on his balls already. Ball spaghetti. Your crotch sucks right now. I'm going to tell you that right now. Unless you're in some MeUndies because they got that breathable, quick, dry, moisture, wicking, anti-odor properties. That You fabric, better you lose yourself in your undies the moment. Fabric is breathable and comfortable, especially the ball caddy. That's right. They've cut out some special space for the balls. Tell you what, we're on tour right now. That's why it sounds like we're recording from a hotel conference room, because we are. And yeah, my sweaty balls do go in a ball caddy. Tell me something else they don't know about me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been packing the 100% me on these rig in my EDC. You carry your balls? Your balls are your everyday <laughs> that's right. carry? That's I right. guess that's true. I yeah, am carrying wow. them around every day. It's been great. On the tour bus, I haven't had to change my underwear once. No, that's not true. I, you know, I tried to make a ball caddy for my non-MeUndies underwear, and now my nuts just hang out of my underwear. Oh, no. Oh. MeUndies has a cut for every guy's butt. Over 10 different styles range from boxer briefs to jock straps or a special pouch underwear called ball caddy that keeps <laughs> you a from... disgusting idea. Oh, no. You know how they have that little flap in the front no. for number one if you want to no. pull your wiener out? No. What if there was a little flap in the back for number like two? Like an old-timey And PJ. you could just wow. sort of goatsy man your undies and oh, just, just, just fire away without taking them off. Hear me out, me undies. These cuts, they don't have the special Will Campos goatsy uh, <laughs> cut. But the cuts they do have come in over 100 different colors. Release the cozy cut. And prints ranging from black <laughs> to dinosaurs. Truly the two ranges of underwear. All black or all dinosaurs. All- <laughs> oh, Matt's coming in, maybe. <gasps> we'll let him in. Oh, Go we got to let Matt knock, I'm gonna, knock. I'm going to set the, um, the Noted underwear down. user Matt Arnold entering the ad. Hopefully not hotel staff trying to shut us down. Um, Matt. What kind of underwear are you wearing right now? I know we're maybe not that close, but just tell me. Me undies, and I just walked like two miles to a coffee shop, and I gotta say, every part of me is soaking wet except for me undies. Thank you so That's much. That's because me undies. of me undies. My sign- balls feel oh, so no. good right okay, now. Okay, all right, Matt. Thank you. That's You're because. Welcome. Okay, that's because me undies. Signature- I can't even breathe really well, but my balls are breathing great. Thank <laughs> you, me undies. Me undies signature super soft fabric is breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. If you need something even more breathable and summerproof, they have a. New- oh, they got new shit. The Move Me line with Breathe Fabric, which is They're more dropping moisture. the goatee line? You've heard of Breathe Me by Sia, but Move Me? Whole new song. Let's sing it, Freddie. Moisture wicking, anti-odor technology, perfect for working out or just keep you extra cool on those sweltering days. You hear that, Matt? They use responsibly sourced materials and work with partners that care for the workers. If you're not happy with the first pair of MeUndies, it's on them. Send them back. Not literally. They're not wearing them. No, not wearing yeah, them. Yeah. Summer is coming. Be prepared with MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash dungeons. That's MeUndies.com slash dungeons for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from Just, the I'm telling you, they in. could do a goatsey print. That's all I'm saying. That's God. You guys mind if I strip down right no, now? No, Matt, no. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.